welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Tuesday, the 5th of July, 2022. Party like it's 2017. Steve, we've only got what was that, three rounds to go, so I think it's safe to say we're on the pointy end of the season. Um, we obviously had a weren't here last week. You were you were sick. My work has just been absolutely horrendously busy. So uh, once again, work gets life gets in the way. Uh, we should probably <laughs> could use that title every week, I think. Um, but as I said, we've only got a couple of weeks left. Um, I suppose as we're going through tonight, we've also got to have an eye on who's playing who, which I know you've got a little bit of a, a knowing you, you've probably done a little bit of um, looking, mainly from, from your boys and probably from your team. But um, there's quite a few positions which are still up for grabs. But although the top half of the ladder certainly isn't isn't finalised, but that could move around, it's the Champions League spots which are still up for grabs. Well, yeah, the Champions League is an interesting one because I feel like both groups seem like they're headed only in one direction. Um, but I guess that's what makes this week so pivotal is that like if they are actually going to deviate from what seems to be the the direction they're going, it needs to happen real soon. So uh, yep. this is its last laugh for a number of teams, uh, I think, this week. So that'll be definitely interesting to look at. Yep. All right, and speaking of which, let's get into it. All righty. <laughs> um, don't have, really have much housekeeping because there's no trades on the end of the um, at the end of the period, um, which surprised me a little bit, to be honest. Um, but let's get into it. All right, uh, let's start with the start with the original league because I haven't done the commission votes yet. Game one was the Southern Titans up against the Deadly Dozers. Titans have been clinging onto that fifth spot, Steve, and they managed to do it again with a good win here, 171.5 to the Dozers, 152. Um, the Titans, Sam Walsh was outstanding, getting 29 at centre, but Ollie Wines steals the show with this one, 29 at Rover, which is outstanding. Riley O'Brien, 24 at Ruck, um, but his forward line of Joe Danaher and Tyson Stengel also putting up some decent points for him as well. For the Dozers, Jack Rewalt getting 24 was also good. Um, but uh, he's, the bottom half of his team was really quite strong in terms of Nathan Broad at midfield, Andrew Gaff was serviceable, Jack Steele um, and his back line. Um, but, of course, with those reasonable numbers, you got Chol getting seven, you've got Callum Mills getting six, um, and Andrew Gaff, as I mentioned before, but he only getting only getting 12 at at Rover. But uh, Titans were too strong here, mate. Yeah, they've been uh, been definitely on a losing streak, the Titans. And so, and when we saw the Dozers on the uh, bill, I'm sure the Titans were excited. But the Dozers played pretty well here. You know, they cracked 150 for well for them anyway. Um, yep. So you know, Titans had to step up, and they did. Uh, definitely great to see Christian Salem back over. I haven't seen him in that Titans lineup, or at least been conscious of the fact that he's in that Titans lineup. So that's uh, that's you know great to see that return. Yep. Um, just another one of those great players that the Chargers donated. To <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, this, I mean, it was absolute. Uh, they had to win this game to stay in the five. So and it looks like 
they are well placed to do just enough to hold on to fifth. The question is, you know, and I, I, you know, they put up one seventy one. The question is, do they actually have enough to really challenge once they get there in a few weeks? Because um, mm. there's not much point in making up the numbers, but um, so they will, I think, still be hoping to build into some form. Um, the dozers, any hope they had of making finals, pretty much died on this hill, which is. Uh, on one level, I'm like, sad. On another level, I'm like, well, if the Dozers somehow made finals, that would have been the probably the worst possible thing they could have done. But, <laughs> but it seems like it seems like all the teams behind them are completely uninterested in overtaking them anyway. So, eh. yeah. And they end up with a pick in the middle of the first round, no matter what they do. Well, that's very true. Very true. <laughs> uh, for the commissioner votes, I gave three to Ollie Wines, two to Riley O'Brien, and one to Jack Steele. Yeah, great, great return from Jack Steele too. Yep, 18. All right, next game was the Digital Dingoes up against the Blue Flames. Reasonable score here from the Blue Flames, putting up a 163, which is solid. It's going to win most games. The Dingoes, 149, which isn't a bad score for, um, I was going to say for the Dingoes. He's like, don't patronise me. No, for um, for for anyone really, 149, you'd think that that's going to give someone a bit, a bit, of, a, bit of a scare or a bit of a shake, but... Um, Blue Flames just too strong. Um, their forward line of Tom J. Lynch getting 18 and Jeremy Cameron getting 27 was just way too much. But, of course, Patrick Cripps, outstanding, getting 21 at Rover. Backline not fantastic with Doherty incoming, um, not setting the world on fire. Um, for the Dingoes, Taranto getting 20 at Tagger. Noah Anderson getting 22 at midfield. Uh, Canelio getting 31 at centre, Steve. Darcy Moore also doing quite well, 17.5. Thankfully for yourself, he isn't out for like 12 months or something with a knee injury. It didn't True. didn't look good with the hyperextension, but it's it's not going to be as long as what they thought. Yeah, no, I I I feel like this is it's it's a sad week for me because it's obviously Mitch Lewis, as I some people will know, I was I've been almost strangely cheering against in my own team who just has been just so amazing for me um and it's a bit sad for him that he finally had a, a dud when you know really he could have had an average game and uh probably got me over the line this week um but uh yeah wow taranto like i can't remember the last time somebody actually had tackles for me so that really made me <laughs> incredibly happy and has certainly He's definitely got one foot on the keeper list now, that's for sure. Um, but uh, no, um, Blue Flames, I mean, given, again, all their uh, uh, potential issues with injuries and the likes, uh, continue to do well. I think Nat Nui's back now, though, and I'd say Hickey. Hickey's days are numbered in that uh, ruck position. But um, yeah, so the Blue Flames just doing what they need to do, getting it done. Dingoes, I'm glad we gave them... A bit of a push, but uh, as soon as I saw Jeremy Cameron was playing the Kangaroos, I thought I'm buggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're cooked. Yeah. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, he might have gave three to Jeremy Cameron, two to Patrick Cripps, and one to Taranto. Yeah. Good one. All right. Next game was the Surrey Scorpions up against the Chargers. Go Chargers! Cousins versus Cousin, obviously. Chargers got up here, 156 to the Surrey Scorpions, 150.5. So it was a very close game um, for the Chargers. There were a couple of good call-outs here. Jesse Hogan um, getting 22 at key forward. Um, Nick Hind picking up 20 at midfield. Uh, Matthew Flynn getting 24 at ruck was outstanding. Um, and George Hewitt not 
doing too badly either. 15 at Rover for me. For the Scorpions, Jess Sinclair was outstanding, getting 20 at key back. Aaron Norton getting 21. Buddy Franklin getting 13 at forward. And Mitch Duncan getting 21 at midfield. Chargers won this one, mate. But did they win it or did the Scorpions lose it with Taylor Adams, Maynard, Goldstein, or um, Dan Houston all getting lower than what they really should be? Yeah, it was a very um, – like the Scorpions were in front sometimes – convincingly most of this weekend and it wasn't until the late game where Hogan and Flynn just delivered in spades for the charge. I thought Flynn would get a lot of hit outs because it's wet. I thought Jesse Hogan was not going to get anywhere close to what he got. And then he, he, man, he showed up like those two were like well over their averages and, uh, and yep. then Dan Houston well below who was in the very, very late game. And that just meant the, like the Scorpions came into that last game needing Dan Houston to get 16 16 kicks, which was below his average, actually, and uh, could barely crack double figures, which meant the Chargers in the end just snuck home, which was a you know huge, huge bonus for the Chargers. Obviously, um, the Scorpions, all they're playing for is that Champions League spot at the moment down at the bottom of the ladder, whereas the Chargers, this, I mean, again, crawling past the Scorpions is not exactly, you know... Not exactly plant the flag, you know, season-defining moment, but uh, you know, no. at the same time, wins a win, and that's what the Chargers keep doing at the moment. So they're keeping the pressure on those Titans, making sure they've got to keep those wins up as well. But uh, but you know, decent decent effort from the Scorpions, and very impressive from the Chargers to to get the chocolates. Yeah, I'll take them. Um, in terms of commissioner votes, I gave three to Matthew Flynn, two to Duncan, and one to Hind. Yeah. Jesse Sinclair, unlucky. <laughs> Next one, Mighty Bucks up against the Heroes. Heroes was way too strong here um, to continue that misery for the Bucks, unfortunately. Uh, 159 to the Bucks, 129, which was the lowest score of the round. Um, Heroes, Clayton Oliver is outstanding, getting 26 at Rover. Um, McRae getting 32 at centre was also good. It was really a solid performance from the heroes here across the board. Uh, probably expected a little bit more from Marshall and Kerno, but um, other than that, Wits and Young both doing quite well as well. Um, for the Mighty Bucks, Max King getting 26 at key forward. Um, Travis Boat getting 23 at Rover. Unfortunately, Luke Jackson didn't get any hit outs, so you got a bit of a donut there. But of course, he's a little bit injury struck right now, the Bucks. So putting up 129 without a player, it's not too yeah. bad, but it's still not going to get you many games. No, the, the wheels really have fallen off the Bucks. They were, you know, we, we've been talking them up like they're the uh, big chance to somehow defy the Cameron Baker rule, and they've just. It's uh, it's the bottom's fallen out completely now, obviously, and you have to worry a little bit about the weather. I mean, like they should, they should be still nowhere near the bottom, and I guess they still are sitting in eighth. But the fact that the Scorpions and the Dingoes are still level with them on wins does, and while well, they're putting up lower scores of the round, does make them feel a bit precarious at the moment. The Heroes, I mean, they it was an okay week by them by yeah. their standards, but uh, they were never never threatened, and uh, no. they still had plenty left in the tank. From a commissioner perspective, I think this is probably one of the first times I've done this. Um, Heroes won, obviously, but I gave two to, uh, sorry, three to Clayton Oliver from the Heroes, two Max, two to Max King from the Bucks, and one to Travis Boke from the Bucks. Yeah, well, the Bucks did have a few show up, but um, 
but a lot of a lot of uh, single figures and yep. there as well. So yeah, yep. and that's, yeah, it makes a big difference. It certainly does. All right, last game, of course, was Natas Ultras up against the Wild Cards. Wild Cards were pushing Natas here. Um, way too strong though, 180.5 to 167.5. So it actually doesn't look too bad. Um, but realistically, um, Natas played without um, without a player as well because Toby Green got a donut. But for the scores that the Natas did put up, Tom Hawkins put up 49 at key forward. Um, took Miller 31 at centre, Sam Berry 26 at tagger, Sean Darcy 19 at ruck, um, Will Brody 18 at rover. So there were some big scores there from from Natas. Um, for the wild cards, you could almost argue this was a more solid performance. Um, there were less single figures. James Sicily was outstanding, getting 23 and a half at key back. Um, uh, McInerney getting 16.5 at Ruck, and maybe Harry McKay or McKay um, at getting 28 key forward was um, also of note. But yeah, for for the wild cards, um, not quite strong enough. But as I said, Natas is 149. Oh, sorry, 180. I'm um, getting 49 from Hawkins. If they weren't against North Melbourne, I think Natas may have been in a little bit of trouble here. Yeah, there's no doubt. Natasa's, uh, I mean, yes, injury to Aaron Hall um, by all means, but uh, but those uh, two obscene scores from Sam Berry and Tom Hawkins uh, obviously end up tilting the scales, which is pretty classic Natas to have um, some inconsistency in their lineup, but like moments of sheer individual brilliance that yes. kind of make up for it. Whereas the Wild Guards, man, such a solid, like there's barely a player in that lineup that you could critique too much. I mean, Dunkley is maybe a little bit down. Rowell a little down as well, but apart from that, everybody pulled their weight mm-hmm. and put up you know, third best score of the week. Uh, and uh, Natas kind of stole it with some individual brilliance. Well, yep. individual matchup brilliance, anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, in terms of the commission votes, I gave three to Hawkins, two to Berry, and one to Sicily. Yep. That's, that's about right, mate. All righty. Let's have a look at the ladder. All right. Starting from the top, of course, we've got Natas sitting on top. We've got 14 wins, one loss, and the best back. So zero back. In second place, we have the Blue Flames, 11 and four. So three games behind Natas with a back of 48. Then we have the Heroes in third on 10 wins, five losses. Only 10 back, though. Next, we have the wild cards in fourth, nine and six, um, 275 back. Titans, as you said, Steve, are clinging onto that fifth spot. They're seven and eight, 309 back. Then we have the Chargers in sixth, also on seven and eight. Then we have the Deadly Dozers in seventh on five and ten. Mighty Bucks are in eighth on four, 11 as well as the Scorpions and the Digital Dingoes. And you can see, this is when you when you look at this later, you realise how massive that Natas win over the Wild Cards was, because the Wild Cards outscored the Heroes, outscored the Blue Flames. Um, but we know as this, over the course of the season, Blue Flames and Heroes have been scoring way more than the Wild Cards. The Wild Cards have been a bit fortunate with a lot of their wins, but I really feel like of late, the Wild Cards have been in probably almost their best form of the season. Um, yep. But it's well, but with that loss this week to Natas and the Heroes' win over uh, the 
disappointing bucks. Um, more or less, the top three now is sealed. Like the the wild cards are going to need a whole lot of things to go their way, and for the heroes to trip over themselves now to uh, somehow find a way back into that top three. They've done well to actually catch the heroes, but now there's no way they're making up that back score. So uh, they've got to somehow now win more games than the well, two more games than the heroes in the last three weeks, which sounds like a little bit much of an ask. Same with the Dozers lost. That's why that one's so pivotal too. Yep. They're now two games and a, a, a lot points for behind the Titans and the Chargers. So it's a two-horse race for number five. I feel like the wild cards are locked into fourth and uh, probably be the most obvious thing in the world to say that uh, pretty sure Natasha's got that minor premiership sewn up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the only, really the interesting thing is, yeah, fifth versus sixth, still interesting, although I think the Chargers have got a bit of a tough run home compared to the Titans. And then that... Uh, that eight, nine, ten. Eight, nine, ten. Story of misery. Will any of them win a game like ever? Like It feels like <laughs> none of them can win. Uh, so... I don't know. They've all had kind of a, uh, a few little blips since the mid-season. Scorpions have only won one since the mid-season, but the Bucks have won a couple in a row. Ding, Dingo's won a couple in a row, but but it's all now falling apart a bit. Nobody's won in the last couple of weeks other than that bottom three. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess the, the only question is if, if they do start winning games, would the Dozers get sucked into that? Because obviously the Dozers score is so bad that yeah, that, that one win is anything keeping them ahead of all that pack as well. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting race down the street for that uh, Champions League spot. It'll be pretty random towards the end, I think, as to whether any of them can manage a win in that bottom four. Yeah, of course, you need to get to eight to get that last champion, Champions League spot. Yeah, so it's certainly going to be close. All right, buddy, let's jump across and have a look at the Super League. Round 15 for the Super League. We had first game was Nexus versus the Major Warriors. Major Warriors have been on a tale of woe over the last few few weeks, really, as I think we were sort of talking about it the other, other week, mate, in terms of it's been a hell of a hangover considering <laughs> where they were last, last year and, and where they are this year. It's, yeah. Um, but Nexus was too strong here, 182 to the Major Warriors, 158.5. Um, Nexus, we've already talked about a couple of their players. Tom Hawkins getting 49 at key forward. Jeremy Cameron getting 27 at forward. Um, Lockie Neal getting 33. Um, and McInerney getting 16.5. But like Natas, Aaron Hall getting injured. Um, uh, Jack Graham and Luke Ryan not doing too much as well there. For the major warriors, um, he named Jeremy Howe in this team. Although Jeremy Howe was never ever going to play this game, so he mustn't have seen the the lineup. But um, Clayton Oliver got twenty six, um, Lucky Whitfield got thirty three, and Jack Rewell got twenty four. Excuse me. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Dave gave three to Hawkins, two to Clayton Oliver, and one to Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, well, it's pretty rough when you're the major warriors and you're running into Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron playing North Melbourne. But uh, it's actually kind of when you realise Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron playing North Melbourne and you see Nexus only got 182, you start to think a little bit to yourself like, wow, they've got that matchup and they only got 182? Like, <laughs> seriously, like that's a bit of a worry because uh, when they actually have a, a tough matchup, say like this week against Melbourne, the Nexus are going to be... Yeah, well, as we've seen, they, when they're when they're uh, vulnerable, they are vulnerable, and we saw the Nexus go down uh, last week. I know we didn't get to talk about it, but uh, went down last week. 
uh, to uh, another team that's uh, starting to look a bit more and more like a threat. But hey, the Warriors actually did. Like when you think that Jeremy Howe was out, yeah, that's a damn good score. Yeah. So not bad for a team that's you know on the bottom of the ladder. But um, uh, but yeah, no, no, never had a really never had a chance. Even though it looks like the rest of the rest of the Nexus team tried their best to give them a chance, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next game was the Sons of God up against the Thylacines. Um, Sons of God weren't quite, didn't quite have the chocolates here, but of course they had a late um, withdrawal. I think he was a late withdrawal of Sam Degoning, but the Thylacines got up one fifty three to the Sons of God, 143. So just the 10 points in it. Um, for, the, for the Thylacines, a um, couple of big standouts here. Of course, Patrick Cripps was outstanding. Um, Nick Dacos was also outstanding, getting 22 at midfield. Darcy Moore, 17.5. Well, mentioned him already. Um, Peter Wright, not too bad as well, getting 13 at forward. For the Sons of God, Ollie Wines getting 29 at Rover. was obviously uh, pretty damn good. Um, Draper getting 15 at Ruck, um, but his forward line once again of Kurnow and Stingol, um, which is similar to the um, Natas, of course, um, was quite serviceable. But, of course, he'd be disappointed with Doherty in Houston. You already talked about Houston before, so for him to get that low score of 10 um, really didn't help. And, of course, losing um, to Goning didn't help as well. Yeah, the Suns have Sons got obviously lost uh, Tom Stewart to suspension then lost daniel rich one quarter into that game and then lost to koenig so it's like this their back line just went from being this like impenetrable awesome back line to like and it's just like they just kept on taking bullets the sons of god but i mean this yeah. is a pretty i remember i if i hadn't been so sick last week i was planning on trying to build this up as like whoa this is the two big winning streaks now thylacines three in a row up against the sons of God, 10 in a row. And I was like, whoa, this, and I would be trying to build up the poor thylacines who were like basically on the bottom of the ladder all year against the <laughs> ridiculously impenetrable sons of God. And then what happens? Somehow the thylacines um, knocked them off. Now, again, thylacines, there wasn't like they put up a massive score here, but, uh, but this is the end of a 10 match winning streak by the sons of God. And uh, so, uh, kudos to the Thylacines. They keep winning. Um, and this is their third week in a row of knocking off a team in the top five. So uh, um, I, I have to admit, I did not see this coming. Uh, but, um, you know, go go Thylacines and Sons of God. I'm pretty sure this just, you know, after obviously Nexus uh, blew their winning streak last week with the Sons of God blowing their winning streak this week, ends that uh, round 18 Sons of God Nexus game for the minor premiership is back on. Yep. <laughs> no, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good game next week or this week. Yeah. Alrighty, the next one. Did I do the commissioner votes? It was three for Wines, two for Dacos, one for Cripps. There we go. Awesome. All right, the next one is the Coat Hangers versus the Brawlers. Brawlers, opposite of the the Suns, where it's they've gone ten in a row. <laughs> losing now um, and they the streak continues the coat hangers were too strong 181.5 to the brawlers 146.5 coat hangers fantastic score here across the board not a weak link on them maybe Carl Amon only getting 10 at midfield but other than that 
Um, you got Jesse Hogan getting 22 at key forward, Jeremy Cameron getting 24 at forward, Nick Hind getting 20 at midfield, um, Nathan Broad getting 13, 12 at um, at back. You've got Angus Brayshaw getting 13 and a half at key back. Riley O'Brien getting 24 at ruck. So that's really strong across the board there. For the Brawlers, a couple of big ones. Stephen May getting 21.5 at key back. Um, Sam Berry getting 26 at tagger. Um, but that's really it. Um, Jared Witt's not too bad either, I suppose, getting um, 15. But yeah, the the brawlers are really a bit of a shadow of what they what they were at the start of the year. Um, Bill recalled um, Dugowie, only getting the five kicks though. Um, commissioner votes: Riley O'Brien got three, Sam Berry got two, and Nick Hind got one. Yeah, I, the brawlers did look like they were potentially going to challenge in this game. It looked like it was going to be a high scoring game at points, and then yeah, the the brawlers kind of fell apart as they seem to always do at the moment. This. Win by the Code Hangers is, uh, I mean, they, they do uh, have been doing this lately, the Code Hangers. It's cracking the 180 out of nowhere after they had their pretty awful first half of the year, to be honest. And suddenly, and you'll see uh, when we uh, check out the next match and then check out the ladder what this means, but that, that big Code Hangers score uh, and win here, um, massive, massive, massive win for the Code Hangers. To be frank, I've been rating the Code Hangers no better than anybody else in this league and and probably putting them down there with the Warriors and the Brawlers. But, um, yeah, it, it's maybe it's starting to come together for the Code Hangers. I don't know, because the, this is certainly a good week. So the Brawlers, I'm sure they, they can't keep losing, can they? This is like every week I think oh, any second now they're going to bounce back and it'll fall back into place. And it's been 10 weeks of that, though. Yeah. That's, I, I, hmm, I don't know if I have anything more to say. <laughs> it's just, it's just I, I, uh, I, well, as soon as I saw Jordan to go, was in that midfield, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason the Adams dropped him. And yeah, it's right there. Yep. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Um, next game was the Marvels up against the mighty Atoms. The Atoms got up here, a 172 to the Marvels, 132. Mighty Atoms, obviously way too strong. Um, Max King getting 26 at key forward. Noah Anderson, 22 at midfield. Took Miller, 20 at tagger. Darcy getting 19 at ruck. Yeah, there's some splatterings of some small um, numbers here, but 172 off the back of those players. Plus, Canelio getting 31 was some... Um, a really good score for the for the Adams, for the Marvels. Not so great. I mean, we got Sierra getting sixteen at centre, which certainly doesn't help. Um, Bolton getting sixteen at, at key forward. Zach Bailey getting seven at forward. The rest of his team look. Some of it was quite serviceable. You got George Hewitt. You got Greenwood, Dawson, and Nick Knack. It's another run for the Marvels, but uh, those low scores really really um, set the ground running for the Marvels. Unfortunately. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, we got three for Anderson, two for Took Miller, and excuse me, one for Sean Darcy. Oh, oh, man, nothing for Max King. That's rough. <laughs> but um, I guess okay. Uh, must it was it's uh, it's true that there, there probably a few even performances there. But uh, man, I would have mm. thought he might go to the sniff. But no, they're all they're not not that anybody in the threes down. But man, the marbles are oh, man. What a disappointing loss. 
honestly. They'd, they'd finally regained their spot in the five, and I thought, right, finally order is restored. The Marbles, have, they won last week. They got back into fifth. The coat hangers had finally been put to rest, and I thought, well, here we go. Marbles are now going to, as they do, hit the afterburners and just you know start motoring towards what will be another chaotic and uh, triumphant potential August. And instead, they put up this, which an embarrassing score against the Adams, who, I mean, the Adams are have been amazing lately. Obviously, won six out of seven now. Um, still some chinks in the armor there. I think Parrish, Parrish will probably be better for the run, and mm-hmm. Sinclair probably should have been a key back, like uh, the Scorpions would say. But um, but uh, but the Adams are looking pretty. I mean, when when Max King and Fritch, when well, as long as one of them fires, the Adams seem to be able to put up a pretty damn good score at the moment. And uh, and uh, this was meant to be fourth versus fifth, but the um, it's uh, the the gap is now opened up, and the Adams instead are actually looking at the top three, whereas the Marvels are now thinking, how the hell do I, you know, stay in touch? So, yeah, pivotal game this one. This this could have been a you know two teams that finished the round almost identical on the ladder, and instead it's they're going completely the opposite directions. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, all right, next one is, the, and the last one for this round was the Farmtons up against the Ashy Convicts. Convicts need to get their season back on track. Unfortunately, it didn't happen this week. The Farmtons are probably one of the form teams across both leagues, to be honest. They've set themselves up with a really good run post the um, mid-season draft. And the Farmtons got up 168, up against the Convicts 137. Naomi would be Bitterly disappointed with this score. Um, but for Thomas, he'd be sitting there giggling to himself. Um, the Farmtons, Tom J. Lynch, 18 at key forward. Um, Jack Viney getting 26 at centre. Jaden Short, 15 at mid. Bradley Hill, 21 at mid. Brody getting 18 at Rover. Brad Crouch getting 22 at Tagger. And Paddy Ryder getting 15.5 at Ruck. For the Convicts, um, Isaac Cumming getting 23 at midfield and Sicily getting 23.5 at key back are probably the two outstanding ones here. Interestingly, the, um, the convicts lost, but James Sicily got the three, Isaac Cumming got two, and Bragg Crouch from the winning team got one. Yeah, much more even effort from the Farmtons. They, they really have timed their run. They've, they've won three in a row now, the Farmtons, after they were looking pretty dead and buried, um, mm. as I'm sure Capel's about to point out. In our uh, interleague uh, discussions, um, the last three weeks have been cup weeks in the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Champions League last three weeks. So that's been a pretty nice little purple patch the Phantoms have managed in those three weeks. Uh, the same three weeks the Convicts have won nothing and, and uh, have gone from being obviously uh, extremely entrenched in the top three to now being extremely concerning with those atoms that we just mentioned uh, catching them in wins. The Farmtons, on the other hand, are really starting to gain some steam. If, if they can, obviously, they still need to keep it going, and it's going to be uh, still pretty tough. But it's possible if they can uh, keep the wins going, and if the coat hangers wobble, that they could still pinch fifth. Technically, yeah, they're only uh, a win and a half out. So uh, well, anyway, we should look at the ladder, shouldn't we? Yeah, I was just going to say we'll go through the ladder in a sec, but um. The thing that they have done over the last few weeks, the Adam, uh, the the Farmtum, sorry, is um that back score. I have really pulled that back in. So let's have a look at it. 
Um, Nexus are on top. 12 wins, three losses, best back. Second, we have Sons of God, also on 12 wins and three losses. They're 18.5 back, so really close there. Um, as you said, though, Steve, they, were they on 10 in a row until this week? Yeah. Um, Ashy Convicts are sitting in third. They started the season 7-0. and um, They're now 9-6 and in third with 102.5 back. Mighty Atoms are in fourth, also on 9-6. and They're 214 back. Then we have the Code Hangers, 7-7-1, seven, seven and because they had a draw, with, um, and they're 303 back. Um, McEvania Marvels are 6-8-1. Farmtoms are 6-9 and nine in seventh, but they have a better back than the Code Hangers and the Marvels. Then we have the Thylacine sitting in 5-10 and ten in eighth. In ninth, we have the Brawlers on 4-11, and 11, and that is also the same as the Major Warriors, who are in tenth. So the, the point I was going to make was that the Coat Hangers, um, by outscoring the Marvels by 50 points this week, have flipped that situation. Like the Marvels, up until this week, have been able to tie the Coat Hangers for wins, and that weird draw that they managed to have um, actually favoured the Marvels because their points for were better than the Coat Hangers. But suddenly, with the extreme difference in their scores this week, Coat Hangers are now 15 points clear of the Marvels on their back score, which means that suddenly uh, the Marvels cannot rely on that uh, back score to uh, cushion their uh, – and make up for their uh, – you know, so a win this week for the Marvels and the Coat Hangers loss is not necessarily going to be enough to get the Marvels back into that five anymore. Uh, the Phantoms, obviously, are only a win and a half behind the Coat Hangers. It's unfortunate for the Phantoms. They've got better points for, as you pointed out, than um, Coat Hangers or Marvels. It's not going to do them any good, though, because the draw that the two had. Yep. However – However, that's still, you know, that draw could still make things a lot easier for the Fountains if they can, uh, you know, just actually have more wins than them. So technically, I did discuss this with Zach. Technically, the Thylacines, two and a half wins behind the Code Hangers after their four-match win streak at the moment, um, still not, still could make it. Um, They just have to keep winning, um, which is actually going to set up a mouth-watering uh, match up this week uh, for the for the thylacines and the brawlers and the warriors are officially eliminated wow that is yeah one hell of a hangover for the major warriors <laughs> yeah. yeah all righty um so what do you want do you want to talk about the cup comps that we've missed in the last couple of weeks yeah, yeah. We're at the, we're at the semis of both cups before we look at the champions league yeah I'll start with the AFR Cup because I've got that one open. So semis for the AFR Cup was happening in round 14, so it just happened. Nexus was up against the farm. Phantoms won that, so they're through to the GF. And then we had the Blue Flames up against the Warriors, and the Blue Flames got that. So it is Phantoms versus Blue Flames in the grand final, which is, of course, in semi-final week. Yeah, that's uh, so that's, I mean, the Blue Flames, if you look at the ladder, you'd be like, well, Surely, Blue Flames are going to go in favourite here. They've won the cup before. I think it's their only trophy they've ever won, the Blue Flames. They've runner-up numerous times, I think, in the Champions League and Premiership. But they have won an AFR Cup, so they've at least got that. Um, but uh, the Phantoms, yeah, I think they'll, they've obviously shown some form in the last three weeks anyway. So uh, hopefully for the Phantoms' sake, um, well, for entertainment's sake, even if the Phantoms fail to make the finals, they've got something to look forward to in August now with this little matchup coming up 
And apparently, this isn't the only uh, August matchup they might have. Wow. You're, what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is the Stander Cup. Uh, of course, that happened in round 15. We had the semifinals. We had the Adams up against the Blue Flames. The Mighty Adams won that one. And then in the other one, we had the Farmtons up against the Thylacines. And unfortunately, we don't have brother versus brother. We have the Adams versus the Farmtons. Yep, it was uh, obviously uh, Zach was desperately hoping for uh, Todd Marshall to kick a bag in that last game to get him over the line against the Farmtons. And unfortunately for the Thylacines, it didn't happen. But um, mm-hmm. but uh, the Mighty Adams did incredibly well to deny, otherwise we would have had a really strange occurrence with the Blue Flames and the Phantoms uh, playing off in cup finals in consecutive weeks. Um, but mm-hmm. Blue Flames getting knocked off in this semifinal by the Adams. But the Phantoms cup specialists are, uh, yeah, back again. Yep. It does seem like no matter what, uh, they seem to, to perform well in these cups. So uh, hopefully for the Phantoms, they've got two shots at the title now. Um, and the Adams, well, this is their first shot at any title. Well, no, I can't say that. They made a grand final last year. Um, but, uh, you know, it'll be their first shot to try and win their first title, at least, uh, in this with a standard cup. Um, yep. Yeah. Fountains, I dare, dare I ask when the last time the Fountains won a title was? Is it 2004? Have let they won just, anything since? Let me check their team page, because their team page would have... Have it on there. Premiership 2004, Champions League semi-finalists 2011, 2013, 2014, 2015. AFR Cup winner 2017. Standard oh. Cup winner 2017. So they've Ooh. done. Oh, they've won. Oh, it's an omen. There you go. I, I feel like I had. I, I feel like there's a bit of deja vu that I was having when I was. I was thinking, like, man, Phantoms winning cups. That's feels like this. This has happened before. It has. So there you go. Party like it's 2017, Thomas. <laughs> oh, love it. Um, <laughs> like it's... <laughs> um, all right, let's get into... Well, we've got well, we've got Champions League, but we, don't have, we haven't had any games in the Champions League since we last did a podcast. <laughs> no, so it's just uh, looking at who's playing who this week, isn't it? Yeah, so this week I suppose we've got the the Code Hangers versus Sons of God and the Marvels versus Nexus in the um, in the Group One. So that's like win or it like literally is over for the Code Hangers and the Marvels. They have to well, Sons of God, I guess. If the Sons of God somehow lost to the Code Hangers, I guess even then the Marvels, even if they lost to Nexus, they might technically still have a chance because they'd be only a win and a half behind the sons of God. But the sons of God know that all they have to do is beat the code hangers this week. And, uh, this, this is over. It's just a matter of, you know, Nexus versus sons of God for the, you know, who gets to play who, but, um, unfortunately sons of God are, they don't have a back line at the moment. They still don't have Tom Stewart, Daniel Rich. You've got another week. Yeah. Another week without Stewart. So, um, so they're going to have all sorts of fun trying to come up with a backline this week. Uh, maybe, I think they might have Doherty. Maybe they can throw him back there. But um, but they're hurting a little bit of Sons of God just for at least the next week and or two. And doesn't Nexus have Stewart as well? So that will nullify round 17. Natas does. Oh, Natas has got him. Yep. But As I was saying that, I'm like, they're in the same league. <laughs> anyway. 
yeah. It's confusing uh, yeah. with the Champions League and you're not yeah. leagues anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, group two, we have the Wildcards up against Natas and the Brawlers up against the Titans. Can the Brawlers get a point? Well, the crazy thing is the Brawlers actually beat the Titans last time around. Um, yes, they actually have won a game since May. <laughs> it was in this group against the Titans. So the Titans, it's weird because I feel like, I think we've, we talked about this even when we talked last about talk about Champions League. The Titans are on the bottom of the ladder without a win, but technically they're the second highest scoring team in this group, which means if they can only get going and actually get some wins, they'll be right back in the mix here. Um, but so the Titans must beat the Brawlers to have any chance. But if the Brawlers actually beat the Titans, they'll be right in there. Although, um, obviously, with Natas playing the wild cards, man, the wild cards will be a bit annoyed at losing this last week to Natas with, uh, you know, Tom Hawkins getting what he got. So yep. if wild cards want to get a bit of revenge here in the Champions League this week and stun Natas, that would make life really difficult for Brawlers, Titans, or potentially if the Titans beat the Brawlers and the wild cards upset Natas, this group is over. Mm. Which, um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. So there's, there's potential for both groups to almost be over this week, which is a bit, um, bit anticlimactic. But we'll see. Maybe we'll we'll get some surprises. Hopefully, you never know. <laughs> you never, never know. All right, let's jump across. Have a look at who's playing who this week. Right. Uh, I've still got the Super League open from when we did the the the. The round, so let's have a look at them this week. Well, first up, we have the Mighty Adams up against the Sons of God. And this this obviously is a massive, massive game because the Mighty Adams have won, you know, they're 6-1 and one, more or less since the mid-season break. Sons of God have just had their winning streak snapped by um, the Mighty Adams' big brother. Yep. If the Adams come in here and knock off the Sons of God, then I think the convicts are in some big, big trouble then because if the Adams are beating the Sons of God, it's going to be real, real hard for the convicts to suddenly turn around and they'll almost have to win straight because if you look at the, uh, well, the run home after that, the Adams have got some much easier matchups. So, yeah, this this is this is big, more or less. It's not really that big for the Sons of God, I don't think. I think mm-hmm. it's big for the convicts um, mm-hmm. as to whether the Mighty Adams win this game or not. If, if, if the Sons of God can do the right thing by the convicts here and get the win, it'll make it pretty tough for the Adams to yep. actually steal a top three spot. But if the Adams can steal a win here with a, non-existent Sons of God backline, then uh, all hell's going to break loose. Yep. What's your prediction, mate? Uh, Sons of God for me. Bounce back? Yep. Um, yeah, I'll just go to the Adams. Cool. <laughs> nah, why not? I just, I'm just a bit worried about that. So I, I really can't believe the Sons of God lost to the final scenes, and so I'm like, I'm just one. I'm worried that without Stewart, maybe they don't have that depth in the back line just for this week or two. Especially with Rich missing too. True. Yeah, good point. Uh, next one is the Brawlers up against the Convicts. Convicts have to win this. Yeah, they have to. This is an absolute like this. This cannot. Naomi, it cannot be the game that you let the Brawlers end their losing streak because if you are losing to the Brawlers, you are not holding a top three spot. Mm. So yeah. Uh, this is just a non-negotiable convicts. Win. I'm tipping the convicts. Yeah, right. they have to win. <laughs> they, have, they have to win. After the start of the year that, that they had, anyway. 
Um, all right, next one is the Major Warriors up against the Marvels. Another must win for the Marvels here. Oh, yeah. Could, but could the Warriors, as you said, the Warriors weren't too bad this week other than Jeremy Howe not playing. Yeah, well, it's, again, the Marvels were way off the boil this last week. They are obviously better than that, but they're, they've yeah. just been such a funk lately. They are just, it's, they're getting harder and harder to, have any confidence in the Marvels. That said, I'm going to pick them this week because it's the major warriors here. And the major warriors are on the bottom of the ladder and there's a reason. Yep. yep. Surely the Marvels get the job done here. It's a little bit like that convicts one we just talked about. It's like, yeah. you, cannot, you cannot be at this stage of the year losing to these no. four 11 teams. Come on. Come on. No. Marvels, Marvels for me. I think they'll be, I think they'll be too strong. Which of course keeps the, well, who are you tipping? Marvels. Marvels. Come yeah. on. Which, of yeah. course, keeps the pressure on the coat hangers in the next game. They've got Nexus. Yeah, well, this is this is the great hope of all the team, like of Marvels, Phantoms, and even the desperate hanging by a thread finals chances of Phylocenes is that the Nexus is up against coat hangers. And uh, all of those teams will be hoping that somehow that, uh, you know, Tom Hawkins um, and Jeremy Cameron don't get completely bludgeoned by Melbourne um, this week because it's a pretty rotten matchup for Nexus and their forward line. There's mm. nothing to do about it. I mean, and, and there's no reason why Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron won't have a good game regardless, but uh, it's certainly no North Melbourne. And, man, the code hangers will be like, well, if there's ever a time to beat Nexus, it'll be when their whole forward line's playing pretty much the best defense in the league. So... Yeah, surely this is, if you're going to knock off Nexus, this will be the week. That said, I'm picking Nexus. Yeah, I'm tipping Nexus as well. If the coat hangers pull this off, well, yeah, I think that'll be be tough for all those teams who are chasing them because, uh, yeah, the coat hangers certainly. uh, It's interesting, the coat hangers, they run home, just by the by. They've got Mm. Nexus, then they play the Atoms. That's no gimme. And then last round, Convicts. So, so the so the number five team has to play the number one, three, and four in the last three weeks. So, again, Phantoms, Marvels, <coughs> Phylocenes, um, hey, they're going to have to do it tough, those coat hangers. So, um, there's hope. There's definitely hope. Yep. Nexus for me. <laughs> yep. And now the big one. Phylocenes up against the Phantoms. Well, I mean, yeah, two the two form teams of the competition, right? Well, Phantoms last three weeks, awesome. Thylacines just won four games in a row, knocked off the Sons of God. Um, I'm back in the Phantoms. I think their form is better overall, but uh, after, you have to admit, um, you would have thought the Phantoms would sh- should be looking at the Thylacines on the on the fixture and being going like, awesome, just what I need when I'm building towards my, you know dare I hope finals birth yeah. is the thylacines. And instead they're running into a team on a four match winning streak um, who are pretty much matching them for, for form. But unfortunately for the thylacines, Phantoms have got them on wins and points for. So you'd think, I still you'd think the Phantoms should get this done. They are the, but, um, but the thylacines, well, I, if you told me they were going to win four in a row, four weeks ago, I would have, I'd man, man, what would, what would the odds of that have been? <laughs> like, seriously, we 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 pronounced them extinct four weeks ago, my friend. We did, we did. We were one in ten, and we're like, this team is, it's yeah, it's not happening. And then yeah, maybe we should, yeah, resurrection. Just, just shows how good we are at tipping, doesn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, that's it. We're done. Oh, originally, I want to talk about the Chargers and the Titans and the amazing oh. run home they've got. So I, was just, I completely forgot about the original league. <laughs> <laughs> Your finals run, man. Come on. <laughs> Let's have a look. Oh, hang on. Sorry. I've, en- I've just enabled the rounds and I haven't changed the scores. Hang on. Sorry. Let me. That'd be probably why I completely forgot the original league. I was too busy doing stuff on the website. All right. Um, all right. Let's have a look. First game is the Heroes versus the Dingoes. Uh, heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Did not even flinch. Yeah, I think they'll be too strong. Um, and then it's captains charges up against the wild cards. Now, let's be honest here. This is an absolutely massive, massive game for the charges. Like, if they are to have any chance of making finals, they pretty much have to win this one. They've got the dozers after the wild cards which should be a win for sure. Mm-hmm. And then in the final round, they've got the Blue Flames, which... That'll be tough. Which will be a, a very tough ask. But that is my point here, is if they are going to somehow get in front of the Titans, they have to beat the Wild Cards this week. Obviously, Wild Cards are in fourth and are, are in just as desperate a position. And the sad thing for the Chargers is, I think the Wild Cards form has actually been really good. Um, yeah. And that's why I'm going to pick the wild cards. But, uh, but man, this is given given the final two games that look like a pretty obvious win and a pretty obvious loss. This is the one that makes the difference for the Chargers. This is the one that gives them any hope whatsoever. And yeah, so no pressure, man. No pressure. Just get that line up. Right. Yeah, not at all. Of course, I'm tipping <laughs> the Chargers. <laughs> uh, Dozers versus Mighty Bucks is the next game. This, well, man, this, I don't know. What do you pick when you've got Dozers versus Bucks at the moment? Like, I, uh, I should be picking the Bucks, but the reality yeah. is the Dozers would have comfortably beaten them this week, and the Dozers actually showed a bit of form, and the Bucks just seem to be a gong show right now. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I can't do it. I have to pick the Bucks. I'm like, I feel like I should be picking the Dozers, but I'm like, I can't do it. It's the Dozers. They're so bad. <laughs> Seriously. Bucks, come on. Come on. The Bucks have to do it, don't they? The Bucks have to win. And then secure that Champions League spot. Yeah, that's, well, that's pretty much a win this week for the Bucks, unless the Scorpions or Dingoes do something, which... Miraculous. Yeah, it's miraculous. It's, it's all over then. Yep. But... Uh, and and the hard thing for the Bucks is they've got this is this is their chance because the Bucks have got the wild cards and Natas after this week, and the wild cards and Natas are probably two of the you know clearly two of the top teams in the league at the moment. So the Bucks even even on a good day are going to have a hard time taking those ones down if they don't beat the Dozers this week. The Bucks they probably won't win another game. This is their last chance. No pressure. No pressure, Kent. <laughs> None at all. None at all. Um, Your prediction? Yeah. Bucks? Uh, Bucks. Yeah, Bucks have to do it. Um, Titans versus Scorpions. Titans have to win this one, surely. Yeah, well, the Scorpions, I mean, they, they pushed the charges this week. <coughs> the, um... That's not saying something. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> the Titans actually played well this week, which is nice because they really haven't for a while. So that gives them a bit of a sniff and actually might make them feel like they're not just falling into fifth at the moment, which it felt like for a while. 
mean, when you're seven and eight, it's not exactly woohoo. I'm yeah. so, so a finalist team, but uh, that's the way it's sort of felt for a while. They got, you know, they're seven and eight now. They should beat the Scorpions. They've got the Blue Flames and then the Dingoes after this. Now, obviously, the Blue Flames, that's pretty, that's, that's tough. You'd think the Titans should be able to take the Dingoes in the last round, but they don't want to have to leave it that late. Hmm. They don't want to run into some random Mitch Lewis explosion or something in round 18 or something crazy like that. They've got to just put the Scorpions away this week. And obviously, I mean, a Titans win and a Chargers loss this week, and it's pretty much all over at that point. Well, so uh, you'd think that's why, again, that's why the the Chargers have got to get a win this week to keep up with the Titans and keep the pressure on. Uh, Scorpions, of course, they know they've got to they've got to win this week to have uh, a, a chance, really, at Champions League. Um, I guess a win for them this week. I mean, uh, the Bucks. If the Bucks beat the Dozers and, and Scorpions win as well, then all three of those teams would then be on five wins ahead of the Dingoes. So the Scorpions would then be right in the mix. I think the Scorpions actually outscore the Dozers overall, so that might actually already put them into the Champions League spot. So huge chance for the Scorpions if they can pull it off, but. Um, Titans just they cannot they cannot afford to drop games like this um, with the Chargers breathing down their neck. And that just leaves one more game, mate. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I tip tip Titans. I still yeah, I still think the Titans are gonna win that one. Um next one is Blue Flames versus Natas. Wow, yeah. It's um Natas have to do this, don't they? <laughs> one versus two pushing. If yeah. the score, if the Titans win and the and the Tass, oh no, sorry, I'm thinking of the Sons of God. See, now I'm confusing the teams in the leagues. <laughs> well, I've been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> Jeez, no. you uh, you have to pick Natas. Yeah, but man, the Blue Flames have been playing really well lately. If you look over the last, let's have a look over the last few weeks. Who would have won this match over the last week? Natas obviously won this match up this last week on the back of Tom Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Blue Flames would have beaten them in round 14. Uh, and the Blue Flames would have beaten them in round 13. And the Blue Flames ooh, would have been a one-point game to Natas in round 12. Uh, yeah, so what, all I'm saying is, you know, it, you know go look over the last few weeks and it's an even split. So this is not – it's not the um, – Fay accompli, Natas definitely always wins, sort of that we might have seen in the past, I don't think. Um, both of them, the interesting thing about you know the whole uh, Melbourne versus Geelong this week is obviously both these teams are affected by that. Uh, Blue Flames having Jeremy Cameron and Natas having Hawkins, so it may come down to the likes of Lynch, uh, Lynch versus, well, whoever out of Tex Walker and Toby Green Natas decide to go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll, I'm picking Natas. But uh, is this... Is this the grand final we're going to get again? Like who seem to always. I mean, this is one versus two. Yeah. Um, seems like these two always are, you know, thereabouts, and it always seems to go the same way. Um, would it make any difference if the Blue Flames won this week? Mm, probably, no. <laughs> probably not. But um, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch them go. Yeah. Uh, Natasha would still be too strong, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Cool. All righty. Uh, now are we done? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool. All righty. Um, as I said, only a couple more weeks to go. Um, everything's still hotting up in the Champions League, but um, I don't really have any housekeeping to go through. So everyone have a fantastic week. And we might be back next week. Who knows? <laughs> see what see what's happening. But um, but yeah, everyone will be back shortly. Um, at this stage, we'll be back next week. Um, hope your team has a good weekend, and I hope you have a good run. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. See ya.